The best of times, live from 710 Keel Studios in Shreveport, Louisiana, celebrating age and maturity. Helping you make the best years of your life the best they can be. The best of times. Your host, Gary Caligas. Good morning, radio listeners. I'm Gary Caligas, the publisher of The Best of Times, the only news magazine for mature adults in northwest Louisiana. Thank you for tuning into our show today. Also, thanking those who might be listening via the Internet at www.710keel.com. Also, thanking those listening via the Radio Pup application on their Apple and Android devices. In just a few minutes, we're going to learn about the latest in prosthetics and orthotics, so stay tuned to the show for some very very interesting and beneficial information for you and your loved ones. It is Saturday, July the 14th, and we are broadcasting our radio show live from the studios of News Radio 710 Keel, a town square media station here in wonderful and sunny Shreveport, Louisiana. Good morning, Mr. Rubin. Oh, I'm going to pull you up today. I, I, that was a surprise. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is very, very beautiful out today. And we want to we want to thank all our listeners today listening to the show. Yes, this is a live show. I've had a, several people saying, Gary, I noticed that you do travel a lot and you and, uh, you have a lot of pre-recorded shows. Right. Yes, we do. <laughs> but Ruben takes care of it and makes sure all of our pre-recorded shows are aired nicely and broadcast throughout the Arklatex, but also the world via the Internet and all these other fancy things like Radio Pup app and all the other streaming stuff. So yes, it's a lot of excitement going on in the Shreveport and Bossier City area the past few days with the balloon rally. How was the balloon rally? Oh, it was remarkable. It's going on today and tomorrow. There's Excellent. 41 balloons. We're going to talk about that in a minute because we have the Best of Times radio contest about the balloon rally. So uh, we hope a number of people uh, will participate in our contest that we're going to be having today. But oh, a lot yeah. of activities uh, about it. You can visit our website to learn more. You can go to Red, Red River Balloon Rally, uh, com for more information about that. But it's a beautiful day. I'm sure they've already launched at 6.30 a.m. And they're probably going to be sailing around 31, 32, 49, the southern, uh, the south part of uh, the Shreveport and Bossier City area. So I'm sure a lot of people, like they did yesterday when I saw them uh, launch, there were a lot of people appreciating the beautiful colors and the, the sun reflecting on these color very colorful uh, uh, balloons that are in the area. Be sure to pick up the July issue, the best of times, in one of our 522 distribution locations. If you can't find a copy, remember, you can visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com to view both current and past issues, as well as to listen to previously broadcast radio shows here on the Best of Times Radio Hour. The Best of Times is proudly one of the sponsors of this 2018 Red River Balloon Rally that's being held. Uh, it was held yesterday and today uh, at LSU Shreveport Campus. But attention, everyone, we are hosting, the Best of Times is hosting a contest to award some fabulous prizes to three lucky winners. First, you must attend the rally today um, in the morning, or if you can view the b- balloons, and the balloons will be coming down, but definitely... 
in the evening from 5 to, to 10 p.m. You need to find the hot air balloon, one of the uh, 41 balloons on display, which has the Best of Times logo on it. It's t- attached to the balloon basket. So to help you, there are 41 different balloons. I will give you a hint today. Some people have already submitted it. It's balloon number 14. We are sponsoring balloon number 1414, and this is the Twisted Martini, and it's it's their captain is Todd Inslee, I-S-L-E-Y, and they're from Des Moines, Iowa, and they brought the whole family, the crew, um, a number of people to come to the Shreveport and Bossier City area, and they're having a wonderful time, and they love coming to Shreveport and Bossier City area. They're, they've been here a week, and they're, they're part of their vacation and enjoyment, and they're going to stay a few days extra, but again, look for their balloon. It's number 14. It's a beautiful balloon, and it's called the Twisted Martini, so if you find the balloon, take a digital photo with your phone, which includes you and our logo on uh, in the photo. Submit this entry via email with your name and, and address and information and phone with the photo as an attachment to an email and send it to gary.caligas at c-a-l-l-i-g-a-s at gmail.com and send it to us by Tuesday, July the 17th. On July the 18th, we'll randomly select three winners from the submissions and notify you if you are a winner. So good luck to everyone. Hope you'll see see you today, uh, Saturday the 14th and the 15th. The, the, the balloons will be still in Roundland Report on Sunday the 15th as well. But uh, today will be a great opportunity. The balloons will all be at LSU at campus uh, and the evening from 5 on. They will be doing a, a, a glow and you'll be able to see number 14 all lit up and beautiful uh, as ever could be. So again, uh, we look forward to your participation. In addition, in in the coming weeks, a few days, the Disability and Rehabilitation Expo will take place on Wednesday, July the 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Louisiana State Exhibit Museum at 3015 Greenwood Road in Shreveport. Proudly sponsored by Snails Orthotics and Prosthetics and hosted by the Best of Times. It is also featuring a TBT poker rally to benefit the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana. The purpose of this expo is to empower people with disabilities of all ages with needed information, resources, and technology to enhance their lives. Be a wide variety of businesses, agencies, organizations to provide information, of course, about general health, rehabilitation, disability products, and services. Of course, it's free and open to the public, free parking throughout the area, many free educational presentations, numerous store prizes, and giveaways. In addition to add to the fun of the expo, we will be hosting a TBT poker rally to benefit the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana, where eligible contestants aged 21 years of age or older could win some valuable prizes. Between now and July the 20th, a contestant needs to visit five of the featured business businesses located in the Shreveport and Bossier City area, which are listed in the July issue of the Best of Times, and I'll announce them in a couple of seconds, uh, during their regular business hours to donate canned goods and non-perishable items to receive sealed and Envelopes containing poker cards. The contestant would bring their his or her five sealed envelopes to be judged at the Disability Expo on Wednesday, July the twenty fifth. 
In addition, attendees at our expo on the 25th can simply visit five of the many exhibitors to donate canned goods and non-perishable items for the food bank, and you will in turn receive another envelope containing a poker card. After the contestant or attendee gets five sealed envelopes, he or she will submit her entry at to our judges at the, the expo, and the top ten prize winners will be determined by the ranking of the five uh the highest five card stud poker hands and will be awarded valuable prizes. So the, there will be 10 top prize winners. Sealed envelopes must be presented for judging no later than 1.30 p.m. on July the 25th. Again, beginning on now until July the 20th, that's next Friday, bring your canned goods and to donate to the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana and receive a sealed envelope with a poker card at one of these featured business locations in this report and Bossier City area. Our friends at Isaiah Estates, located at 516 Florida Lucas Road in Shreveport, Better Hearing Systems of Northwest Louisiana, located at 1000... China Berry Drive in Bossier City. Our friends at the Bossier Council on Aging located at 706 Bearcat Drive in Bossier City. Our friends at Caddo Council on Aging located at 1700 Buckner Street, Suite 240 in Shreveport. At the Food Bank of Northwest Louisiana at 2307 Texas Avenue in Shreveport. Our friends at Massage Envy located at 7523 Uri Drive in Shreveport. At the Louisiana State Exhibit Museum at 3015 Greenwood Road. At New Horizons Independent Living Center located at 1111. That's 1111A Hahn Avenue in Shreveport. Our friends at Highland Place located at 1736 Irving Place in Shreveport. And of course at Snell's Orthotics and Prosthetics located at 1833 Line Avenue in Shreveport. Please do thank our advertisers and sponsors of the Best of Times Radio Hour, as well as our loyal advertisers of our monthly magazine, The Best of Times. Do visit our website at www.thebestoftimesnews.com for information about upcoming events, activities, and news that you can use. We'll be right back with more information, but now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tenant Country of Shreveport, your Dodge, Chrysler Ram, and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the Best of Times coming for you on 710 Keel. Best of Times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the Best of Times Radio Hour, proudly presented by A-Bears, Tending Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas, and do thank you for listening to our show today, and also thanking those who might be listening via the internet at www.710keel.com. Joining me on my show today is a special guest, is Mr. Clint Snell, the president and CEO of Snell's Orthotics and Prosthetics, and um, I've asked him to come today to join to, uh, to join our show to discuss the latest in orthotics and prosthetics. Thank you, Clint, for joining us today. You bet, Gary. It's so, always a pleasure. You know, um, we, we, we got something exciting happening in about 11 days, don't we? We do. And we're going to be having the first annual Disability and Rehabilitation Expo on Wednesday, July the 25th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the fabulous Louisiana State Exhibit Museum. And I want to thank you, Snell, and Mr. Mr. Clint uh, Snell, and also your staff and your consultants for coming up with this idea. I mean, you really did. Uh, I never 
I would never thought of having a specific disability and rehabilitation expo. You bet. There's a lot of need uh, in our our community and uh, the nation, really. And, you know, in the, when you know, we were talking about it is we need to focus on this and put them on the pedestal that people that have family members that are disabled, family members doing rehab or them, in themselves to learn where to go to and learn about the various latest in technology and services that are that are available. And we, we have currently uh, over 50 exhibitors going to provide great information and it's all free. They're going to be provided providing you with information uh, regarding the services, regarding where to go, who to contact, and um, we're going to have a few presenters there, including yourself and others, you know, telling the, the individual people, of course, about athletics and prosthetics, but also about other ways and, and, and the rehabilitation aspects. There's so much types of rehab and how important it is in the particular area. So, again, I thank you for, for your your uh, doing this, as well as your sponsorship and your, your devotion to you and your staff and by the way they are one of the featured businesses for our poker rally so be sure to drop by and see them donate some food to the food bank which is in desperate need my friend Martha Merrick was telling me that they are in dire need of food during during the end of July August and September because they don't get a lot of national or regional or local donations from the various food distribution company the grocery stores etc for some reason these months are their low months so uh, they, they're seeking individuals to give uh, food items, uh, non-perishable items, etc., for the, for this function. So it's a great function. Uh, you're going to possibly win some prizes. It's it's going to be fun. And if you you can visit one of our ten locations, including uh, Snell's Prosthetics on Line Avenue, to donate, and they've got lots of cards to give you. So again, don't open those cards. You got to bring them sealed, right, Mr. Snell? That's correct. And uh, because we're going to remind them, their staff has been told: make sure you tell the people don't open and see if they got an ace of spades in there or something. They're going to have to do that on the 25th, and uh, it's all random, and you never know. You may you may end up having a, uh, a, a remarkable hand that could win the top prize. So that, that's the other cool thing. So, again, thank you for coming today. I think uh, the, the you are definitely the experts. Snell's prosthetics in, in the area is definitely the experts on this particular field and have, and have taken care of a lot of people since 1911. Wow. That's something to be very proud of. There aren't too many organizations and service industries throughout even our area that have been around since that time. That's right, Gary. Uh, we started out in Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, have a, a great long history uh and then you ended up coming here. I remember there there was a, a, a rationale why they came here, right? Uh, my dad uh, moved from uh, Little Rock where he was helping his father and uh, decided that uh, Shreveport was a booming uh, city and uh, needed some uh, services. And, and But tell a little bit about the other... Uh, I was... Um, uh, aspects of your family about how they were involved in doing the, the polio situation, right? Yes. Uh, we were heavily involved uh, during polio. Um, the epidemic was so large that... Uh, and this was in what years? Uh, this was in the uh, late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Uh, I think the vaccines came out in the mid-50s. And... Uh, 
basically we had to put on multiple shifts of workers uh, wow. to handle the the demand. Uh, it was so high. And but didn't you tell me he thought of something? There were before that or years before there were heavy type of crutches and braces that were made of steel. Yes. Uh, at the uh, in the early forties, the braces were made out of stainless steel, and uh, my father conceived an idea of lightening those up for the, for the patients, and uh, so he developed a system where he used aluminum. Uh, uprights or bars to connect the different joints and had steel joints but uh, those changes uh, made a tremendous amount of difference in the weight that the patient had to carry around and uh, and that was revolutionary nobody else had done that right that is correct wow that was and it was done here in Shreveport Louisiana right that's right that that is really a kudo. I mean, just think of his forethought of thinking, and probably everybody was. I might say in suffering, but they were not moving around as easily as they could before. Now with lighter, lighter uh, devices to help them, right? That's correct. And uh, so that so again, he evolved and was probably shipping all over the United States or giving this idea or, or selling this idea to others, right? Yes, we sold the components uh, and we built the uh, dies and, and um, apparatus to actually uh, have them mass manufactured. Wow. So, so can you describe the, the change in this profession over the years? It's, 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 I'm sure back in the 40s, well, in the, in the 20s, it was not as sophisticated as it is now in 2018, years later. So what was the technology back then? Not, not as, well, not as, not as uh, sophisticated, correct? Well, there, the, there, there were huge changes throughout the years, and uh, part of those changes were driven by uh, Injuries and and uh, things of war, and uh, that that usually is when we as a as a profession do a lot of research uh, because of the high demands of our veterans. And, uh, and where was that research done? In individual practitioners or in research areas or th- those schools? Were, those were done uh, in schools. Those were done in universities. And uh, during World War II, uh, a lot of them were done in the California and uh, Boston areas. Um, so even even that particular aspect of the the, the military and in war effort, it went on to various lay people use, right? Oh, so yes. that technology and that those those innovations and that technique was was passed on so i mean you hate to say that they learn from the, the the injured the injured soldiers the injured individuals and gave it to other people that it might be have other types of injuries and and needing a prosthetics or orthotics as well correct that's correct wow. currently uh there's a major push for research and the focus now is um through uh, outcome studies and uh, improving uh, day-to-day uh, performance of the individual 
amputees and and orthotic patients. So in in essence, it's changed and it's developed based upon technology or somebody's brilliant person like you and your staff come up with ideas. Do you all like, I hate to say this piddle, but do you like (laughs) come up with ideas when you have a spare 15 minutes? Why don't we try this? Is that that, that like the the brainstorming? That's kind of a part of orthodist and prosthodist DNA. We uh, have broad knowledge on many different kinds of materials and uh, engineering techniques. We're an expert on almost none of them. Oh, yes, you are. We we combine uh, that need for fulfilling uh, functional replacement each and every day by by improvising. Each person uh, has a different physique. Each person has a different need about uh, maybe what job they have or what uh, hobby they have. And so we have to adapt constantly. Yeah, no one person is identical. There's no, uh, I hate to say this, complete clone. Even though I think they clone, there's not going to be completely identical. Uh, Everybody has to be customized, and, and it's it's an individual thing, right? That's correct. So yeah. it's not you just don't pull it off the shelf, and uh, it has to be either adapted or conformed to that individual. So and, go ahead. Uh, we were briefly talking about change, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the big changes uh, through those years uh, was the team approach to rehabilitation so that the physician the social worker, physical occupational therapist, respiratory therapist, orthodist prosthetist, all work toward the common goal. And that's not uh, the way it worked years and years ago. So it was individually? Yes, individually directed and you get much more concentrated and focused care with that rehabilitation. Well, that's good. We have the team approach. I could I could see them getting different orders and different instructions by the different people in the team and not coordinating themselves. That could be very chaotic to the patient, but the family member, you know, Dr. So-and-so or XYZ told me to do this, and now you're telling me to do this. Conflicting, right? Conflicting. That's, that's right. And that gets, that gets frustration. I'm sure the, the stress level on the individual patient trying to adapt to that and we're talking about you know that's a part of rehabbing getting used to it and getting a positive feeling about it correct that's correct because if if the person said well this is it we can't do anything but no you know let the team approach involved that that's i'm glad you brought that up that's a that's a positive note as well um so what type, um, I've had some people ask me, what type of education does a prosthetic or certified orthotist need to complete to be certified? Uh, they have to have a master's degree. Master's degree? Yes. Oh. And it's uh, there's 13 universities in the nation that have programs. Wow, that's pretty extensive. And a lot. A couple, okay. couple of doctorate programs going. Any in Louisiana and Texas? I'm sure Texas. Uh, we've got two in Texas. None in Louisiana. Oh, that's sad. We used to have a, a associate in arts degree in New Orleans, but uh, it's closed now. We'll be right back with more information. But now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bears Tenant Country at Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. 
Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by Abers, Tending Country S. Report, your Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. Thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest is Mr. Clint Snell, who's the president and CEO of Snell's Orthotics and Prosthetics. And he's giving us a little update about the prosthetics and orthotics industry and services. So you have one location in Shreveport on Lion Avenue and another location in? Uh, we've got uh, one on Lion Avenue, which is our home office. Then we have a second one at Willis Knight and South, which is a uh, in the medical office plaza there. And it's two day a week. And it specializes in cranial remolding, which is directed towards newborn infants. Oh. So ex- explain a little bit further. I don't, I don't understand that. Okay. okay. Cranial remolding. Okay. Yes. Uh, either because of positioning or uh, ab- abnormal bro- growth of the uh, bones of the skull, uh, helmets are used to reshape. So as the child grows, the helmet helps make the head symmetrical. Wow. I and never knew that. It's okay. it's about a uh, four to six month uh, treatment protocol. And uh, we have a scanner uh, to take uh, instantaneous uh, image of, of the child and uh so the ages of the child's the children they're they're usually uh three months to uh i don't know and nine months and so they're adapted to a special type 24-hour day hel- helmet or some sort 20, of... 23 hours a day. They, they, get, they get one break. One break. <laughs> and it's customized again. So you're taking a, a particular scan of the little one's head and it's retrofitted there. Is it adjusted based upon the growth? It's definitely adjusted. We see the child every two weeks. Whoa, two and, weeks. Yes. And uh, can tell by the wear of the helmet and how it's it's uh, fitting comfort wise uh what needs to be adjusted what a niche i never knew this particular service is being provided by you or even in the area that's very unique very yeah. very awesome wow yeah we're the only ones uh in the state of louisiana with the scar star scanner and uh doing helmets uh Jackson, Mississippi, and Little Rock, and Dallas are probably the closest. Well, we need to we need to tell our, our listeners. Of course, if you know of an individual, you can definitely call them at uh, their number at four two four forty one sixty seven. They can go online as well, right? Snell's online dot com. That's correct. To to learn more about it. And before I forget, I uh, I, I mean I know you. I'm knowing about your home office. I didn't know about this office until today. I have to say that I don't sometimes don't ask you a lot of questions. I probably should have done this before the radio show. But you also have an office in Alexandria, right? Yes, and, and one in Monroe. In Monroe, wow. So you cover most of North North Louisiana and those are particular three big cities in the area. So that's, that's correct. So I'm really proud of you that. So uh, are you still part of the National Commission on Orthotics and Prosthetics Education Residency site? We are. And you're we're, one of how many? Oh, uh, I don't know the count. Uh, 
But you've there, been one of those for many years, right? Yes. We've been a residency site for probably 10 or 12 years. So what does that entail? The, the, the commission actually oversees residencies. You mentioned earlier about the educational requirements. Right. Well, you have to have a master's degree. You also have to have uh, an, two years of experience uh like a residency okay. you also uh have to have that residency structured so that it covers all parts of orthotic prosthetic practice so that you're you're not limited in your knowledge so it's a broad residency of a, a little bit of everything so they get a touch that's right and uh try to uh have a variety of patients that they they work with. So you've done a, you've had a lot of these young people on staff or yes, all put we've, on. We've had uh, we almost keep one full time. Wow, uh, that's awesome. That's very distinct honor. Yes, and um, so once they finish their residency, they're they're in the residency intern in, uh, on practice. What happens then? Then they. Uh, have to uh, stand for a certification exam and it's a three-part exam that tests their clinical abilities and uh, their background knowledge and, and and I want you to be bragging you have one that they made all this credentialing right and passed everything and this that's young correct. person ended uh, up staying here right Rebecca is uh, uh, with us and uh, oh, very, very proud to have her and uh She's done an outstanding job through her residency. Wow, that that is pretty awesome. We're really proud of her. So, tell us a little bit about the the newest technologies and techniques uh, regarding amputees in the prosthetics world. Certainly, uh, most of prosthetics is to designed to replace function, and so uh, with that research. Uh, that comes about uh, greater and greater uh, technological advances take place uh, cord like with the ankle there are ankles now that have power to actually uh, help the amputee walk up steps wow there's uh, it coordinates if they're walking on uneven surfaces that it adjust for that that uh, uneven area uh, we have knees that help prevent stumbling and falling uh, and uh, a lot of energy storing components that uh, take the, the amputee's body weight and store it up as they take a step and give it give that energy back to them at the end of the that part of the gate cycle. Kind of Clint, that is really some high tech and it, high tech technology that's in such a I don't want to say small device, but small area. Yeah. But it, but again, tell others this is you don't carry a computer around to strap it to your back when you're an amputee, right? It's already in, embedded in there, right? It's embedded in the component and. Uh, uh, and it doesn't weigh 500 pounds. That's <laughs> not, correct. Not, it doesn't have a big power supply and a bunch of other batteries involved. The big yeah. batteries, right? Right. Uh, so that that has really been a uh, big advance. 
And the use of 3D, I think you talked about it, we were talking one time before, that you use 3D printing. We use 3D printing kind of as a research and development tool. And uh, there are several folks in the nation who are using it uh, for test sockets and, and some more definitive type of prosthetics. And the 3D printing, but also, what's the other one called? The 3D printing that actually makes the makes the mold or makes the... I've seen it at LSU Med. They use it to make certain medical device. Uh, uh, are items. You, are, are you talking about the computer-aided design? Yeah, computer-aided design. Yeah, manufacturing. Yes. I've seen uh, some of them at LSU Medical School, et cetera. They're showing the, the students how certain things can be made. We, so, it, so are we doing? Are we going into that? Oh yeah, we are. And uh, that that the clinic, the helmets that we talked about a moment uh-huh. ago, are done in exactly that way. Wow. Okay. You didn't you didn't you didn't tell me that rest of the story there, Clint. <laughs> so that's how that's made perfectly. Once you take the scan that builds it okay yeah that, that gives that puts it in the computer program and then you modify that or change that computer program and uh then send it for uh, manufacturing that is remarkable so uh other other uh techniques and technologies we talked about uh for amputee but one other thing i noticed uh you mentioned to me uh, years back and I, I remember you showed me some as well the new trend in cosmetic covers for prosthetics right yes uh that's something that we've been doing for about uh, three or four years now and uh, basically uh the older amputees want a cover over their prosthesis so folks don't notice that they have a a prosthesis the younger folks Mm -hmm. quite often want designs either designs that are for their school or camouflage or any kind of interest they might have. So all that can be custom made and done here, correct? It's done right here. Wow. That's right. And it's, it's and the individual, so it's you might call it an artsy leg, right? An that's artsy leg or prosthetic that's right. area. And my son's done a couple of uh, uh, kind of promotional type prostheses. One was a steam punk uh, design <laughs> where the gears move and Whoa. and uh, things move yeah. uh, just for show and then uh, he did one with uh, LED lights surrounding the prosthetic socket he did another one for Halloween that actually uh, pops up a a uh, simulated knife Whoa. so the pirate can can grab the knife in oh, midair. Golly, that is really but, uh, amazing. So that that is, and, and I will tell, you can go to their website at snellsonline.com to view some of these art legs, and uh, it's in their view gallery as well, right? That's right. Yeah. A lot of the ladies like uh, uh, more feminine look, and uh, some of the folks want uh, tattoos, and we can make the image <laughs> look like a tattoo. Hmm. Well, that, that is really... and. How many years ago did that start? I'd like to know that trend. That probably I mean, has been going five years nationally. So that's something new. Yes. I wonder who came up with that idea. Probably somebody 
in California, you think? Uh, well, California and Florida have been, <laughs> have been big areas. Uh, you know, another thing that, that uh, is kind of a specialty nationally is uh, pet prosthesis. Well, really? Yes. I've never heard of that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've built... Uh, the, the specialists have built things for elephants, ostriches, Whoa. dogs, uh, all sorts of uh, pets. Wow, that that is very unique in itself. So, how has different uh, how has your practice um, been affected by the various changes in in healthcare? Uh, we, Laws we, and, and regulations. It is a continuous change. Uh, there's not uh, one peak time. Uh, some people tend to think that Obamacare was a, a big change. It was not a big change for us because it was ongoing uh, and is still going on. Uh, the emphasis is on the government uh, requiring documentation. Uh, the government they're trying to limit fraud and abuse by doing that and uh, also but but to to try to be a positive person how in the world it it doesn't to me it would seem like it's it's definitely medically necessary if you need a prosthetic or orthotics I just can't understand how any government official can say no that's not necessary well uh, it does happen insurance large insurance companies are the same challenge for us uh but, but you need that to be independent as much as possible. You, if you don't have it, you can't be independent. Is that right? It, that's right. It's proven to save dollars. We'll be right back with more information. But now a word from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by A Bear, Senate Country Usher Report, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Kiel. Now, back to the best of times with your host, Gary Coligas. Welcome back to our show, the best of times radio hour, proudly presented by A Bears, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. I'm Gary Coligas. I do thank you for listening to our show today. Joining me on my show is a special guest, is Clint Snell, the president and CEO of Snell's Orthotics and Prosthetics in the area. Located at two locations in the Shreveport area, one in Alexandria, Louisiana, and in Monroe, Louisiana. And I've asked him to join us today to discuss the latest in orthotics and prosthetics. So, Clint, I had, I had an interesting question that was asked by an uh, individual who has a family member. Let, let's say they move into the area and they have a prosthetic. They don't need to go back to their location in Ohio to get that prosthetic adjusted, changed, and whatever. You can, you can handle anybody's, right? Is that true? That is correct. And uh, quite often, prosthetics orthotics is a very personal type of service. Uh, Usually, if it's a, a custom orthotic or a prosthesis, we develop relationships with our patients that are longstanding. And it needs to be face-to-face, one-on-one service and care. Uh, so uh, quite often, two or three times a year, if a patient is moving from Shreveport to an outlying area, Correct. I will refer that patient to one of my colleagues in the 
those cities. So it does need to be a place to rent, not long distance to adjust or, or take it down to the latest, I don't know who else you take it to, to, to adjust or make, make uh, accommodations. Because some parts do wear out, correct? After that that is correct. It's a, it's a mechanical system. They and, definitely and, and wear do, out. And it does need to be updated, correct? It needs to I, be updated. And also, there are physiologic changes that take place. People gain and lose weight. Oh. Uh, People uh, have pressure uh, where they're walking on their prosthetic socket, and uh, basically it's forcing fluid out, and so that is shrinking and getting smaller, the residual limb. And so we constantly have to do minor adjustments to keep them comfortable. So that's the important thing. And how how regular should a person come back or a family member suggest to the family member? Uh, if they're having problem immediately, if not, then uh, probably once a year uh, to check componentry and be sure everything's functioning properly. And I'm sure your staff, you and your staff, encourage once somebody gets a new prosthetic that they go through a rehabilitation and educational process about it, especially if it's new and traumatic based upon, God forbid, a workman's comp injury, correct? That's right. We, we do a complete education for the patient and uh, do testing prior to and after receiving the device. Um, basically, we provide uh, education not only for the patient, but also for allied health uh, staff through the PT and OT schools, through the med school here in Shreveport. So you, you, but you have to core, that's the team effort approach, explaining them what can and can't be done initially when the, when the first, when it's first uh, applied to the individual. That's They're correct. not going to be doing ex extensive rehab, I'm sure, right? They're going to be a little bit gradually involved there. That's right. They're going to have to get adjusted to the, the feel and fit and uh, make sure all the uh, parts are properly aligned. So the the aspect of, uh, uh, of, of we're talking about reimbursement here. Uh, somebody did ask me that. Obamacare, all these other particular uh, changes in healthcare delivery and healthcare payment. Has it? And you said it didn't significantly impact, but. Do you feel that um, uh, the new rules is, are still good, or are, they, are we anticipating changes in the future? Well, the the, the new ch the changes uh, we constantly have to monitor because uh, the the VA, the uh, Medicare, Medicaid. Uh, Administrators are constantly looking for ways to uh, minimize their their cost and exposure to fraud. Uh, basically, there's two laws in Louisiana controlling orthotics and prosthetics. One is an insurance fairness law, which regulates uh, private insurance companies. Uh, to treat orthotics and prosthetics just like they treat any other medical okay, care. Okay, that's very important. Uh, the other one has to do with the state using qualified providers. Oh. Because uh, there is no, there's national certification, but there's no uh, limitations to anybody coming into the prosthetic orthotic business. 
I don't, uh, so the, in essence, anybody could open up a shop like a DME in a sort of way. That's correct. Without having any credentials and any experience. Right. But the state law prohibits some of that. Well, that's good to hear. You bet. I mean, especially this is this is not a minor item that they can, you know, I'm, I'm going to give an example. My DME people, you know, they're going to build a walker. And a a little bit different than the high quality walker, right? Uh-huh. We need to have high quality item. Definitely, it's a prosthetic and orthotics, correct? That's correct. And and one of the things that that we have to constantly communicate with the administrators and insurance companies are that orthotics and prosthetics save money. Okay, explain it, how. It keeps people working. It keeps them upright and active. That active lifestyle helps all of their health conditions, whether they have diabetes or uh, some kind of peripheral vascular disease, uh, kidney, it helps kidney function. So all of those things improve the quality of their life. It keeps them out of the hospital, keeps them out of the ER, it keeps them having to spend you know hundreds of thousand dollars on a medical condition when if they have got a, a good prosthetic and, a, and a, a good orthotic, they would have been avoiding that, right? That's correct. The studies I've seen, uh, they basically save $11 for each dollar spent. Whoa, that's significant. And the research has shown that the folks who can benefit most from these um, computerized knees, myoelectric mm-hmm. components, are are the ones who are community ambulators, who are not athletes. They're not uh, superheroes. <laughs> they they are folks every day that might stumble or fall because they walk on an uneven surface or over a, a curb or something. They weren't. Keeping an eye out for. So that's your challenge between you and your staff and the and the family and the patient to to get those individual payer sources to to pay for the latest technology and the, and the latest to avoid them having a a bad outcome. Is that that's what, correct? That's what you're saying. Well, good good luck on that. I know it's a challenge. <laughs> I know we, every every individual patient is is a, 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 a unique experience, but you probably have to. Stay there and justify. It's not a, it's not cookie cutter, right? That's correct. You have to give them that detailed documentation, and hopefully, you uh, if you don't win initially, you keep trying. That's what I would use to tell people. Uh, you, you keep asking that, but you know, workplace injuries do they account for a significant part of orthotics and prosthetic care? Uh, they. They probably account for about 15%. So that's not a lot. That's good. No. Uh, so it, those the, have probably the, been decreasing over the many years. The incidence is much higher in the Midwest or states that have a, a lot of farming. And, uh, and those because those individuals could have uh, a, a traumatic accident that could cause a loss of limb, et cetera, yes. right? Well, again, thank you for joining us today. More information, of course, I told you they have offices here in Shreveport, in Alec, and Monroe. Um, you can find them on the web at uh, www. Uh, 
Snell's Snell's Online. That's S N E L L S Online dot com. You can call them at four two four forty one sixty seven for more information, or visit their offices on at their home office on eighteen thirty three Line Avenue in Shreveport. Uh, do join us. Uh, they're going to have a great booth. They're the they're the sponsor of our July twenty fifth Expo. So rehab and dis- and rehab and, and disability Expo. So join uh, us at that particular free event. You can ask uh, Mr. Snell and all of his staff some questions if you have regarding uh, individual patients or family members, etc. So thank you, Clint, for joining us today. Looking forward to another great expo on July the 25th. Thank you very much, Gary. It's a pleasure. We'll be right back with more information, but now we're from our sponsors and advertisers who make this radio show possible. You're listening to the Best of Times Radio Hour here on News Radio 710 Keel, proudly presented by Bears, Sunny Country of Shreveport, your Dodge Chrysler Ram and Jeep dealer. Gary's got more of the best of times coming for you on 710 Keel. Listening to our show today, make plans to join the Disability and Rehab Expo on July the 25th. I'm Gary Kaligas wishing you and yours the best of times both today and every day. Have a great day. You've been listening to the best of times on 710 Keel.